this thing on? Because it's getting ready to be on. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Bell Ringer. My name is Greg Pokerke. Your guest today is Brad Hahn from Explore Buffalo. They are the touring company. They take they take you on tours around the city of Buffalo, walking, bus, some on the water, some via bike, multimodal. Enjoy the episode. Fantastic guest. Great conversation. Rediscover Buffalo for yourself. Thanks for listening. Bye, guys. Thank you very much for being on the podcast, and, and welcome to Bell Ringer. Thanks for having me today. So, for those that don't know, what is Explore Buffalo? So, Explore Buffalo is a nonprofit organization, and our mission is to educate people about the history and the architecture here in Buffalo and the surrounding area in western New York. We do that primarily through tours. We've got about 80 different tours that we offer throughout the region, and all of our tours are given by volunteer docents uh, who are trained by Explore Buffalo, and today we have over 100 volunteer docents. And how long have you been around? We've been around for just about five years right now. This will be our, our five-year celebration will be at the end of this year in 2018. And how many, we were talking via email before, how much you've expanded since the beginning. How many employees are you up to now? So as of right now, we're at eight employees, three full-time, the rest are part-time. And we've grown tremendously. When we started, I was the only employee, and I worked in a 90-square-foot office that we affectionately called the closet at First Presbyterian <laughs> Church because it really was a basically a closet. It was a storage room that they rented out to us for, you know, 90 bucks a month was a great place to start. Um, you know, we loved starting there, and it was great to work in the building and, you know, let us use their copy machine and everything else to hit the ground running. And we teamed up with the, uh, the Wellness Institute of Greater Buffalo, who was a great supporter of ours as well at the beginning. And that first year, the 2014 summer, we had about 6,000 people take a tour. And the next year, 2015, we had about 13,000 people take a tour. So we pretty much doubled in one year. And at that point, we added another full-time employee and a part-time employee. And we've continued to grow from there. And today, we're still at First Presbyterian Church, but we moved out of that 90-square-foot office about uh, four years ago now. Uh, we've now got a much more spacious office up on the second floor there. Well, that's good. That's a success story in itself. Absolutely. I mean, we love being in that building. It's a historic building, uh, beautiful Tiffany windows and everything, and it's a great uh, mix of tenants in the building who are keeping the building vibrant. The congregation is still there, but they've got a lot of space that's now used by other groups, ourselves, uh, Houghton College Buffalo in particular. Um, so in that time, how responsible do you think the Renaissance of Buffalo has been to the success of your company? It's been critical to us. If we were trying to do this 10 years ago, 20 years ago, it wouldn't have wouldn't have worked the way it's worked over the past five years. Certainly there have been tours in some variety, some form in Buffalo for many years, but certainly not on the scale that we've seen uh, and been able to achieve in the past five years. So the growth in interest in our community and the neighborhoods uh, has been tremendous, and a lot of it's driven by local residents. We do see a lot of people coming from around the world, across the country. Last year, we had 41 out of 50 states people came on an Explore Buffalo tour, but 
more than half the people coming on a tour are local residents, and we think that's terrific that they're really interested in knowing more about their own community. And that, I think, is a key part of this renaissance in the city, is people in the city and in the suburbs really becoming much more interested, much more aware of everything we have in our community. Yeah, I recently had Michael Montante from Uniland on the podcast, and he talked about kind of our revitalization and how some of the the first hurdle we had to get over was kind of convincing Buffalonians themselves to feel prideful of their city, and now it's kind of cool to see them rediscovering it through partially through your tour. Absolutely, and it's even, you know, when we have people take the tour, that's one thing, but even just the simple act of seeing other people taking a tour, I hear it all the time where I'm walking uh, with a tour group through a neighborhood or through downtown, and people actually pause and say, wow, there's a group of 20 people taking a tour of our city, and it really starts to sort of awaken that awareness of the fact that people want to come and take a tour of these great assets in our community. So what types of tours are you offering? So we have a wide range in that 80-some tours that we offer. We have walking tours, the greatest in number, and we have tours in downtown, along the waterfront, uh, Delaware Avenue mansions, neighborhoods from the Larkin District to Black Rock, everywhere in between, and then out to places like Lockport and East Aurora, Hamburg, and some of the other suburban village centers. We also do bike tours throughout the year uh, from about May through October. We do kayak tours on the Buffalo River from uh, end of May into September. We do bus tours all year round. Our most popular bus tour is based on the book City of Light, Lauren Belfer's novel about Buffalo at the Pan American Exposition. Um, And then we also do a few boat tours on board the Miss Buffalo. We have a prohibition cruise that we do as well as the disasters of the Buffalo Harbor. So we've got something pretty much for everybody through all those tours. Right. Just in uh, last month, a few weeks ago, late June, we ha- we hosted the International Economic, Economic Development Council's Future Forum mm-hmm. in, in Buffalo. It was at Harbor Center, and one of the biggest feedback points where people were so impressed with Canal Side and the waterfront. What do you find... You know, from those people coming outside, half your tours are taken by people outside of Buffalo. What are they most impressed by when they come? I think they're really most impressed by what the city has been able to do with our history, with our architecture, to really showcase it. Um, You look at all the buildings that have been restored downtown, places like the Lafayette Hotel, um, that just our jewels in downtown, places like Canal Side, where we're really celebrating the history of Buffalo as the western terminus of the Erie Canal. Um, You know, it's very authentic. It's a place that's tangible, it's real. You can really uh, sense the the history, the sense of place here in Buffalo when you look at these buildings, when you walk through, you know, an area like Canal Side and see, you know, Buffalo Harbor Lighthouse and all the grain elevators surrounding it. You can smell the Cheerios still baking uh, at the plant just down the river. Uh, You really feel like you're in a real vibrant city that still is holding on to its history but also at canal side at places like harbor center is really got some very exciting things happening as well what what would you say is your favorite tour to give or or even to be on uh, I think my favorite tour to give is probably our tour at silo city it's our silo city vertical tour so silo city is the campus of historic grain elevators owned by rick smith and we run a series of tours there uh, including the vertical tour, we take people up to the top of the grain elevators. So you get to see all of the machinery inside that moved all of the grain around. I mean, this was the largest grain port in the world at one time. We had over 
300 million bushels of grain move through the harbor every year, and that's the machinery that made it possible. So you really get a sense of what the workers experienced on a daily basis on that tour. And you also get some really great views from the top of the grain elevators of the city and the lake and the rest of uh, the waterfront from up there. So that's, that's my top pick for a tour. And what is your... If you, let's phrase it this way, and this is a better, this is a great question. <laughs> we asked uh, a couple different people on the podcast that are history buffs. If you could go back to a moment in Buffalo's history, what would you pick to go back to? That is, that is a great question. Um, you know, for me, I would just absolutely love to be in the city for the opening of the Pan American Exposition in 1901. Just the excitement in the city uh, for hosting that event and putting on such an incredible show for the world uh, and expecting millions of people to come into the city uh, to see. Uh, of course, you know, the Pan American Exposition didn't quite go as well as everybody had uh, <laughs> hoped for later towards the end, um, but to see that sort of vibrancy, that uh, excitement in the city, that would be incredible. Yeah, we asked, I had uh, Peter Burkowski on, um, big history buff, and uh, he works at 43 North, and he, he picked that same time period. He picked, like, I think he said specifically, like, the two days before the assassination attempt, okay, uh, which was cool to get that yeah. specific too. Yeah, and it was a booming time. Absolutely, and perhaps the the other one I'd like to be there for would be the opening of City Hall. Um, the dedication was 1932, Buffalo Centennial, and then Buffalo was really still um, still growing rapidly. Um, depression had just started but buffalo's population was on the rise and everybody thought buffalo was going to continue to grow population industry and so on and that's why city hall was built as this just absolutely beautiful monument to buffalo civic pride and industry and all of that right. so what do you think in buffalo's revitalization can you point to like a, a turning point where you think it a switch was flipped or was it just a gradual ascension in some ways it has been, I think, gradual, has occurred over time, has been organic to some extent, but there have been certain sort of milestones, I think you could say, that really resonated, and I think for me the, the one that resonated the most was the Lafayette Hotel. Uh, when I started giving tours of downtown Buffalo, so seven, eight years, something like that, you know, Lafayette Hotel was, you didn't want to take a group anywhere near there. Um, it was a mess, it still had that horrible blue paint on the exterior. Um, it was really an eyesore downtown. And what Rocco Termini uh, and his crew have done there with the redevelopment of that building right in the heart of downtown on Lafayette Square, so visible uh, to anyone who's coming downtown, that I think really was just a key moment revitalizing the image of downtown in particular. Um, sort of another one that's a little bit smaller, um, but similar in terms of image, uh, which is so critical uh, to the city and its renaissances uh, over on Genesee Street, the Genesee Gateway Project, um, where those buildings, you know, they had that infamous sign about, you know, last one out, turn out the lights or something like that. Um, and to have those buildings fixed up so everybody coming in the 33 could see those, I think that also, kind of like the Lafayette Hotel, really had an important impact on Buffalo's renaissance. So how did you get so interested in, in Buffalo history personally? It's something that I've always 
had an interest in, just going back, growing up. My parents, I grew up in Williamsville. My parents always brought me into the city for different cultural things and events and so on, and so did my uh, school, particularly elementary school. Um, in second grade, actually, I, our second grade teacher took us on a walking tour of downtown Buffalo, and that would have been in the uh, early-ish 90s, and that wasn't really a something many schools did back then, <laughs> um, kind of... Uh, kind of on the frontier of taking schools on tours and so um you know i really credit a lot of that with sort of growing that interest in me um in buffalo i also remember um 2001 i was still in school and my school did uh did a lot with the centennial of the pan-american exposition we actually went to the history museum which had a, a big show on for it and we had different um I don't remember exactly what, I just remember the Pan Am was kind of a big deal. Our teacher um, made a big deal of the Pan Am's uh, 100-year anniversary. And so since then, I just grew my, my love of Buffalo. And you know, I do remember at one point asking for the Buffalo Architecture Guidebook for Christmas. Um, so <laughs> I don't remember exactly how old I was, but I know I, I couldn't drive because I then asked my dad to drive me around to different buildings in that book. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and then I was in college, and I saw um, there was a call for some volunteer uh, docents to give tours of Buffalo. I said, well, this is perfect. This is something I'd love to do. I'd already spent a lot of time showing friends of mine, even ones who had grown up in Williamsville and didn't know the city as well as I did, showing them around uh, the city, and I said, this, this sounds perfect. And one thing led to the next, and now here I am at Explore Buffalo, and we've grown so much since then. Yeah, so what... What was that moment when you wanted to kind of start your own company? And because that kind of is uh, an interesting story in itself to have that entrepreneurial spirit within you and absolutely. And, do that. and it wasn't me by myself. There was a a group of us, uh, a volunteer docents, and we saw, like you said, that that growing interest in Buffalo in tourism and taking guided tours and people wanting. A variety of tours, um, all different topics and neighborhoods and so on. We saw a lot of potential uh, to grow the um, the tours in Buffalo, and we said, you know, we, we can do this. We can uh, really create something that'll meet the the demand for what people want. We'll help to uh, give more people tours, more people access to Buffalo's history, to Buffalo's architecture. You know, we're a nonprofit. There was never any thought about it you know, being any sort of personal enrichment or anything like that. Um, it was really just we wanted to give people who wanted tours, we wanted to give them the tours that they wanted. And so uh, a group of us put a, some of our own money into starting the organization because we, we started in January of uh, 2014, and that's not really the best time of year to be uh, running a tour business, but we needed to get things up and running before we started the tour season in May. And everything just took off from there. If you had to recommend a book on Buffalo's history, what would you pick? That's or a handful. <laughs> you, can, you can go with a few. Um, so, That's a question for, for me. I'm interested yeah, <laughs> in what so, I should uh, be reading. So there are some good uh, sort of general um, books. Uh, Mark Goldman has done a, a trilogy uh, of books that are great in terms of especially sort of the social history of Buffalo. Um, then there's uh, the Buffalo Architecture Guidebook, which was actually printed in the early 1980s by MIT Press, um, and 
still is very true to this day is still sort of the backbone of um, architectural you know, research and knowledge on Buffalo buildings. Um, there's also a couple of great books. Um, one is called, I believe it's Beautiful Buffalo, um, and that tells the story specifically of I think about a dozen or so buildings that have been saved and restored, buildings like the Guarantee Building and the old post office, the Coit House, uh, and others, and really gets into the, the details of saving uh, those buildings. So more and more books come out about Buffalo uh, every year, um, and so there's just really pretty much a book on any particular topic. There's mob history. Uh, Mike Rizzo did a, a nice book on mob history. There's a couple books on, uh, on prohibition, on drinking history, and so on, um, brewing in Buffalo, others. Well, thank you very much for your time. I have a quick blizzard round of sure. a few hard-hitting journalistic questions for you. Very good. If you were a flavor of ice cream, what would you be? Mint chip. We already talked about Buffalo books, but non-Buffalo a book or TV show that you'd recommend? Right now, I uh, for TV show, I've just gotten into Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I know I'm a little behind the curve. It's, you know, five or six seasons are out, but it's hilarious. Um, I don't know how I missed it. Um, <laughs> in terms of books, I've um, been reading uh, David Brooks's uh, books. I actually got them uh, three or four years ago when he spoke at UB. I did get the books. I got one of them signed by him, but I hadn't actually read them. Um, so one is The uh, Social Animal, and I don't remember the names of the other two, but they've been, uh, they've been excellent. Okay. Uh, text or phone call? Uh, for me, definitely text. text. Bills or sabers? I'm uh, Sabres games, those are where you'll you'll see me much more often. Bills, it's a little cold outside. So. True. Hiking or skiing? Uh, definitely a hiking. And chicken wings, drumstick or flat? Flat. All right, good pick. Thank you very much for <laughs> being on the podcast. I appreciate it. My pleasure to be here. Thanks. Bellringer is a podcast by Invest Buffalo Niagara, the region's privately funded nonprofit marketing and economic development organization. Please rate this podcast, follow our social media channels, and read our blog at buffaloniagara.org for the best of Buffalo Niagara. Come grow your business with us.